This is uh, a very interesting ad, and Luke's going to put this up on our uh, Facebook and Twitter so you can take a peek at it and know what we're talking about here. But there is a, a new campaign that has rolled out in Toronto, an anti-Islamophobia ad campaign, that has got some people uh, in quite a debate over whether it feeds into racial stereotypes. Uh, at the end of the day, the people who are running the ad think that as long as it's discuss- uh, you know, creating discussion, that's what it's all about. Uh, the ad shows a, shows a white male yelling at a Muslim woman to go back where she came from. Her response is, where? North York? To talk more about all of this, Gary Dierenfeld is with us, social worker, yoursocialworker.com. To find out more, he is with us now. Hi, Gary. How are you today? I'm good, and I love the ad. So let me just say that right up front. Okay. Tell us why you love the ad. Well, you know what? I also grew up in North York. I grew up Jewish. And uh, I've had, uh, you know, when I was a boy growing up, I would have that kind of prejudice. I'd have people say, go back to where you came from, and you don't belong there, and all the rest of it. And I was born and raised in North York, for crying out loud. So welcome to a country where we have visible minorities, and people still have to wrap their heads around that. We're one of the most multicultural countries in the world, Toronto being one of the most multicultural cities in the world, and that's who we are. Uh, w- lots are talking about how it's a white guy and a Muslim woman, or only white males prejudiced. <laughs> so, uh, no, not only white uh, males are prejudiced, but that is the dominant culture. And so when we look at the perpetuation of prejudice, often it is through the dominant uh, culture against uh, what I'll I'll call other cultures or subcultures. And so, you know, hey, it could have been a group of persons looking at at, uh, this Muslim woman saying, go back where you came from. There's only so many places available on the ad. They chose a white male. Uh, It's also consistent with some of the things that we will hear from Muslim women, that they are confronted by white males asking them, you know, where are you from, why are you wearing that, and, and not in, in friendly terms, but in pejorative terms. So it's reflective of kind of what happens in our society. That's what the ad is showing. And, and you know what? It's a successful ad because today you and I are talking about it. Uh, that was my next question. Is the ad successful because it creates discussion? Does it matter if the discussion, uh, well, some say it, it, it's entrenched in stereotype, uh, as long as there is a discussion, is that what's important? I think in this case, yes. For prejudice to to flourish, it needs um, it needs several things. But one of the things it needs is for us to not comment on it, for it to uh, happen in secrecy, for us to be overwhelmed or scared, and therefore uh, not say anything about it. This is an ad that forces the discussion. It makes it from being covert to being overt. We can't run away from it anymore. Here it is. Let's talk about it. What's this about? Where's this coming from? I I think it's going to be a successful ad. So you don't think, as some people have said, that it's, uh, and I'll use the quote here, entrenching stereotypes and inflaming tensions? No, I don't think it's entrenching uh, stereotypes. I think it is, you know, it's uh, art imitating life. I mean... This is a reflection of life in Toronto. It is a reflection of uh, some Muslim women's experience uh, right there on the bus. I think it will speak to them, uh, and uh, it's causing you and I to talk about this. You know, uh, you go up and down Bathurst Street uh, currently, or when I was growing up, and you see the Orthodox Jews. Uh, 
And mm-hmm. we would be looked upon, not that I was Orthodox, but certainly Jewish, but the Jews would be looked upon and frowned upon for having uh, the skull cap on or the, the, the big-brimmed hat or, or the prayer shawl or the, the, um, the long sideburns. And so I grew up with that prejudice all around me. I, I would have loved for that kind of ad back in the day to say, hey, mm-hmm. we're a part of this country and culture as much as anyone else is. Uh, some have tweeted out, and I'm playing devil's advocate here for you, sure. uh, that y- y- some are having a hard time with this because they still feel that these women are uh, oppressed and that they are being told what to wear. Can we just assume that all are being free in their chore in their uh, choice of garment or or religion or or any of that? So you know, again, I'm going to relate to this as being Jewish. I'm not Muslim. I'm Jewish. So when I see another Jew wearing the big hat or the skull cap, I wouldn't look at them and say they're being oppressed. I'd look at them and say they're being Jewish. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's up to them what they want to do with that or not do with that and how they feel with that. And so similarly in this case, I think it's um, quite a leap to make assumptions about any other person and their culture. If you want to know if somebody's being oppressed, ask them. Hmm. Uh, if it's that much of a concern for you. Otherwise, from that perspective, it's kind of none of your business. They're just living their life. And at the end of the day, that's what we want. We want to be able to live our lives. We're living peacefully. We're not breaking any laws. We cherish our families and our children just as you cherish your families and your children. Let's just get along with that. Uh, Should all nationalities be represented in the ad? Well, uh, no, because right now that isn't uh, the problem. There's been a huge backlash against Muslims, uh, but for the workings of some, uh, a small minority of terrible people. And so, uh, you, know, you know, let's go back further than this. You know, first of all, going back with the Jews, Jews weren't allowed into the country at some point. Jews weren't allowed, there'd be quotas in terms of how many Jews can, can be at any particular workplace or 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 uh, university. My mom was ushered off a golf course in the late 1950s, early 1960s, mm. for no other reason by be- but being Jewish. Mm. And, and if it wasn't the Jews here, then it was the blacks. And when we look at the, the history of the blacks, particularly in the U.S., and the prejudice against them. And then there was a time, quite frankly, when it was the Irish. The Irish were getting off the boats in New York, and they were prejudiced against. So in every, every time, it seems as if the world needs another scapegoat, somebody whom to blame for, for problems elsewhere. And it's unfair, it's prejudiced, and, and today's scapegoat are uh, decent, law-abiding, wonderful Muslim citizens of our country. And, and, it's, and it's despicable. This shouldn't be happening against any minority. Do you think we will have the Niqab debate again in Canada? Well, I certainly hope not. Um, if we look south of the border and the hatred that Donald Trump is spewing and the divisiveness that he is bringing, I mean, it, it, it's, it's despicable. I would hate to think that we, as an enlightened Canadian society, could ever go backwards like that again. Hmm. Uh, I was just talking to a prof from Brock, and we were talking about uh, the U.S. election and, and Trump's uh, latest uh, suggestion over the weekend that we should racially profile 
uh, Muslims. Why do you think this is resonating now? I mean, again, Canada's a multicultural country. It, it, it almost seems like we're, we're going back a few decades here. Why, why does this seem to be resonating with people, do you think? People like a scapegoat, and some people are pig-headed and narrow-minded. And some people have a bully mentality. They like us against them. In politics, it's all about who gets how much of the pie. And if we can cut that pie up on the basis of, of who's worthy, who's unworthy, uh, you know, whether you're in poverty or not in poverty, whether you're of a different color or not, whether you're of a different faith or not. And so this is the, the politics of division to carve that pie so that I can be, I can have more of that pie than, than you have. You know, the weird thing about the U.S., when you look at all the, the tragedies, the shootings, uh, the, 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 just the vast, vast, vast majority of these are, are perpetrated by white Americans. And so if you want to do any racial profiling, for goodness sakes, try profiling the white American. But, you know, as that comes off my lips, I recognize how crazy that is to say as it is. And so if we're not going to profile the white Americans, why on earth are we going to profile uh, the Muslims? It just doesn't make sense. It's only about prejudice and the politics of division. Is this a one-generational thing, much like you were talking about Jewish or Irish or what have you? I mean, does this take a generation to work itself through? You know, it, you know with respect to the Muslims, it might be a one- or a two- or a three-generational thing. Look, at for the blacks, it's still going on. That's multi-generational. Good point. For, for our indigenous people, for Native Canadians, Native Americans, it is still going on. I mean, we, we had the, the Truth and Reconciliation uh, um, hearings and, and the report, and it's taking several years to, be, to implement the recommendations that would help us to understand how we have, how we have decimated Native culture and Native peoples in Canada. So some of these things are multi-generational. We still seem to want and, and, and need our scapegoats. So, so once the Muslims have, you know, been accepted, so to speak, then I have to worry and sit back and say, who next? Hmm. Why do we need a who next? It shouldn't be anyone. Uh, in regard to these ads, uh, do you think they will resonate with people? Will this make people look inward? Well, you know, isn't that the hope? Um, so as you and I are chatting, hopefully this conversation spurs people to look inward and recognize where some of their prejudice is coming from. So, you know, I'll, I already mentioned I'm Jewish. I grew up in Toronto. I grew up at Bathurst and Wilson. Mm -hmm. And uh, growing up there, by the way, I thought the whole world was Jewish. Mm. Uh, because when you grow up there, that is your whole world, and it was Jewish. And then I realized, believe it or not, in my 20s, that the whole world isn't Jewish. Mm. And then I had to sit back and think, what other misconceptions did I have the result of my upbringing? Well, I'll tell you one. My other misconception as a, as a child that's born uh, post-World War II was that all Germans are bad. Yeah. All Germans are bad. Mm -hmm. Well, you know what? That was culturally motivated because growing up Jewish, we, you know, post-World War II, we were almost an uh, annihilated as a people by the, by the Nazis. Mm -hmm. But you grow up and you realize, I can't wipe off a whole culture, a whole country on the basis of those Nazis in, for, you know, 1945-ish. So you realize that we, we wind up 
growing up prejudiced, sometimes beyond our own awareness. So I hope that this current ad forces non-Muslims to look inside and say, where is this coming from that I need to ask this person where they are from? Why am I not accepting? Why am I not realizing that Canada is multicultural? And if we want to get to who was here first, Native Canadians. Hmm. You know, you bring up an interesting parallel with uh, Nazi Germany, uh, because there's another great example of how we can stereotype and and brand a whole country or a a whole nationality of people. And clearly we've moved beyond that. So why is it so difficult to move beyond this Muslim issue? Right, because we're still looking for scapegoats. It's the, it's the lesser part of us being human. And, you know, quite frankly, that's why I didn't like uh, former Prime Minister Stephen Harper, because he preyed on those bad feelings, and why I much prefer Justin Trudeau. All the other policy aside, this guy's inclusive. He's not looking to be prejudiced. Hey, He's human. Not all his policies will be great, but he comes from a totally different place where we're trying to respect all people. Does the understanding uh, need to be facilitated on both sides of this? Uh, There are some people who uh, will say that, you know, a lot of, especially the first generation comes over, they're extremely traditional uh, you, you know, look at look at the poor Orlando shooting and the massacre that happened down there, uh, and we're all questioning this shooter's motives and such. And when you hear comments from his father, you know, you kind of get a greater insight on on how this kid uh, framed his mind. How do you move beyond that? You know what? In every culture, in every race, in every faith, there are crazy people. Yeah. Period. So whether it's us being Jewish, Muslim. Uh, Christian, Catholic. I mean, let's take a look at some of the Christians. Let's uh, uh, take a look at some of the Christians, particularly out of the United States. Anti-gay, anti-Muslim, anti-this, anti-that. You can't get into the bathroom because there might be somebody transgendered there. Like, they can perpetuate such hate. So it really doesn't matter what faith you are or what country you're from. There is good and bad in all, in all of these faiths, religions, and places. We don't wipe off all of the persons of a similar faith, nationality, or, or place of origin on the basis of some crazy bad apples. Can we use this ad and, and, and take similar spin-offs of it to, uh, to inform other people about other cultures? Yeah, we can. We can. But hopefully we're going to move from this to uh, you know this kind of ad which is very much in your face and very provocative to hopefully in times ads where where we can just show the positive side of different faiths different cultures and their lives so that we can actually be more educative uh, and informative and bring to people here is how we actually celebrate our different cultures and our differences Uh, And this is the part that makes Toronto wonderful. This is the part that makes Canada wonderful. This is the part that makes me proud to be a Canadian. How typically, you know, we will celebrate our differences. We don't look at them as things for division. We look at them as as joys, as, as prizes to be cherished. Is this always simmering just beneath the surface, whether it's uh, Donald Trump that ignites it, whether it's uh, a mass shooting, 
what have you. I mean, like, you know, if you look at the shooting in Orlando, my goodness, it, it encompasses everything from religion to terrorism, uh, hate, sexuality. Uh, you know, I mean, depending on what your agenda is, there's something there for you. So, you know, it may be simmering underneath the surface, but what our leaders and, quite frankly, what our media does with it can make it better or worse. So from my experience, there was a pall over Canada through the last election with the rhetoric of Stephen Harper and the politics of division. After uh, Trudeau got in, it's as if Canada breathed a sigh of relief and got back to what I consider true Canadian values, acceptance, tolerance, um, uh, love of neighbor, and... It certainly is a different vibe, isn't it? There's just a different vibe, and it brings out the better part of people. And that's what we want in great leaders. Not to take us down to our base uh, parts, but to elevate us to our better parts. Uh, Do you think uh, conservatives in this country have a lesson to learn from someone like Trudeau and his approach? Because it it did seem all doom and gloom. And it's amazing what different packaging can do. <laughs> I, yeah, and uh, I think conservatives do have a lot to learn from that, that, that hopefully gone are the campaigns of division, hatred, fear. Um, right now, that's certainly running America amok. Uh, as Canadians, you know, we're all peering over the border, and typically none of us can believe what we're seeing. And uh, that's a very scary thought. The whole world is scary at the thought of Trump having his finger on, on the button for the nuclear arms. Hmm. Uh, do you think this rhetoric has any t- shows any sign of dying down? You know, I think it will, in the U.S., it will depend on who gets in. Uh, um, if the Democrats get in, whether it's under Hillary or Bernie Sanders, who probably doesn't stand a chance at this point, I would like to think that the U.S. is signaling that they've turned a corner, just like here in Canada. You know, all, all the way along, it kept looking like Stephen Harper would get in, and, you know, lo and behold, it's Justin Trudeau. Uh, you know, we can only hope that's the same in the U.S. I think if uh, Trump gets in, they're in for a very, very frightening uh, four years and a lot of race riots and um, a lot more shootings. So hopefully they're going to see past that and have a better, brighter future. Hopefully they choose wisely. If you're uh, running against somebody like a, a, a Trump, how, how do you combat this? How do you not get caught up in in the fear mongering? In, in you know, I mean, is it one person's facts against another person's facts? How, how do you how do you answer that? Uh, good How do you question. answer that fear? You know, part of it, you, part of it you want to ignore, part of it you can't ignore. So as I follow the American politics, you know, I appreciate uh, what Hillary is doing, Hillary Clinton, that she is trying her best to rise above it. You know, uh, uh, Trump, he's such a, a, a dirty player. I mean, he, he's a name-calling son of a gun, isn't he? Mm-hmm. Uh, so he labels people pejoratively. And you haven't seen the same from anyone else. And, and so I, I'm hoping that just like uh, Trudeau did here, that uh, the Clinton campaign uh, strives to take the high ground throughout. 
Gary Derenfeld has been with us, social worker, yoursocialworker.com. An anti-Islamophobic ad campaign in Toronto has people chatting on both sides of the stereotype. Gary, thank you very much for your time, as always. Greatly appreciated. Great to be with you, Scott. Take care.